Hey, welcome to my podcast today, Kevin Elworth Unplugged. I am Kevin Elworth, and I'm going to talk about life leadership and all the things in between. Today, I'm going to do go back to my roots a little bit, and we're going to do some investigation through a scriptural principle here that is really valid and viable through or for really any perspective or any business or uh, kind of anything on those levels um, to get you to really where you want to go next. So... I want to talk. So my, the the question became became um, Mark chapter eight, um, a, a scriptural passage that uh, someone asked me about and asked me for some clarity in it. And so I've spent some time marinating on it and sitting on it and just kind of investigating it, the implications of what this is about and what is what. How, how do you discern through it? How do you decipher what it is and what it means and all those kind of things and it really kind of flirts with something that I am kind of aggressively and continually talking about in business and in life and in all those things. Um, it's the, it's the question of vision and specifically vision clarity. And I love the way that this miracle is presented in the scripture. And then the way that it just kind of correlates or flirts with what we face and what we, uh, experience in our life as a whole. Okay. So the the implication is this, is that Jesus is presented with a blind man and some friends of his, some friends of this blind man bring this person to Jesus and say, Hey, can you, this is our friend. He's blind. Can you make him see? Now, the first thing that I observe about this passage is that the blind man is not making the request. His people are. And that's intriguing to me. In fact, the first time you actually see this person speak is in response to a question that Jesus has. You know, after Jesus uh, takes him apart and goes to someplace obscure and uh, Jesus does his thing, um, and he asks the man, do you see? And his this is the first time you hear him respond, no, I don't see. Do you see anything? And he looked up and he said, I see people but they look like trees walking. In other words, I don't have clarity in vision. That is crucial to me. I think there is, <clears throat> there's a super profound element that comes into play with this about people who care about what you can and cannot experience. I see this in the business world all the time when it comes to, you know, I, I try to come alongside people and help them gain clarity about what they are or they are not receiving. You know, as I, in the place that I'm in right now, as I read this passage and as I interact or kind of meditated on it for, in response to this person who was asking me, um, I really came to understand that this is probably one of the most powerful like subvertly powerful miracles that Jesus did during his ministry in, you know, during his tenure, ministry tenure, which was, you know, three years or a little bit less than three years, arguably. It's super powerful because he was doing this on a twofold nature. Not only is he actually going to heal this man of his blindness or his deficiency, his deficit, his defect, whatever you want to call it, he actually is also sending this subvert message to all of humanity after the fact that I can heal you too. And that is powerful because, and, and it's, it, you find it in the way that he did it. Now the question can become, well, why did, why did he have to do this twice? Can I just read the passage to you? Can you just give me some latitude there for a minute? He said this, this is middle of Mark chapter eight, verse 22. They being the disciples, they came to Bethsaida and he, 
And some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him, that he may. Oh wait, and it, and he took the blind man by the hand and he led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, "Do you see anything?" And he looked up and he said, "I see people, but they look like trees walking." Then Jesus laid his hands on him again, and he opened his eyes and his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. And he sent him to his home saying, do not even enter the village. Now, there's always a question about why would he do, why did he encourage people to go on from here the way that he did? He would always tell people, don't don't talk about this, don't broadcast this, just move on with your life and go on from here. So you've got this implication. Somebody brings this man to Jesus, a friend of theirs. Jesus is in town. His reputation precedes him. We got to get our friend to Jesus. He's the only person we know that can heal this this sight problem. And so they're driven, they're implicated, they're implored to get this friend to Jesus. And after they make that connection, Jesus and this friend depart. They go away and he takes him by the hand and he leads him out of the village, gets to a, an isolated space where it's just, this is an intimate setting. Okay. And it doesn't have to be a space. It was probably just no one else is around. And it's just Jesus and this man. Why did he do that? I, I think he did it because of a personal connection. And to me, you know, when we, we talk about the scriptural component of this, God wants to have a personal relationship with us, an intimate, innate connection closely that's just with us, nobody else. No, this is not for fanfare. This is not for audience. This isn't just for the observability of a miraculous moment. This is just for you. That's That's super powerful. But then he does this strange thing, spits in the guy's eyes. And I just, I'm like, really? Why? Now, it just was his method in that moment. I wouldn't encourage you to go spitting in people's eyes, but he does this. And, and then he, and then, and he did it in this way for a reason. And I think this is where it comes for you and for me. You know, at face value, it looks like the healing power of Jesus wasn't fully in effect. And he has to do this twice. No, this was intentional. It was specific. I think the the message that came to you and to I is that there are often moments of our life that we will not see clearly. And it's in that moment that we can't let up on the pursuit of gaining clarity. This isn't about your eyesight at all. This is about the trajectory of your life and gaining clarity based on where you're going. Because so much of our lives, we don't see with clarity. In fact, much of our existence is spent calculating just the next step instead of seeing and perceiving what's way off down the road and where do I need to go? You know, so the, the Bible, what is it? Psalm 109, 119, 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So he gives us clarity for the next step. But I think that not only is there the element or the promise of clarity for the next step. But in this passage, I think we are given the promise of future vision. So let me give you for an instance, because this sounds a little bit ambiguous at this spot. This week, my my wife, um, what was it, Friday night, um, I, Chris and I were having a conversation and she said this, she said, you know, we need to have a conversation about where we are going as a family. And you know, for many of you who have kind of been in tune to us and with us along the way, you know that our life has been just turned upside down in the last 12 months. And by our own choosing, it was our decision to do that. 
But we've been in this year-long transition, and I think the transition is going to continue on for a while longer. We gave up 20 years of career in one field to move into something that we believed the, that God himself was calling us into, giving us the, the freedom to explore and to express and press into this element. And, and because of that, you know, we changed our house, we changed our careers, we changed our, the way that we're doing education, we've changed everything. And because of that, it gets a little obscure. We're not quite sure, certain, are we going in the right direction? Are we making the right steps? Are we moving forward with the right focus and intensity? I have a marketing director who works with me in my business, and I asked her a, a month ago, you know, what can I do to lead you better? And she said this, and this, this stuck with me. It's such a profound leadership principle. She said, I need greater clarity on what we are doing as a business. That's huge. I need more vision to be able to know what exactly it is that we're doing so that I know how to help lead in that direction or to execute in that direction. Yes, that's absolute certain. So when my wife asked me that question the other day, you know, I need, I need to know the vision. It kind of set me back and I said, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I need clarity because I think I'm already meditating on this passage of scripture. This question was already asked to me at that point. And the, the kind of the answer that came to my mind was, I do see something, but it doesn't seem clear to me. I see people, but they look like trees walking. In other words, it's fuzzy to me. My vision, my actual vision is very, very poor. Um, I think on like a, the optometrist scale, um, you're familiar with like 2020. My vision is like 2400. It is awful. If I take my contacts out, I can't see anything. I'm very, it's, I have very poor vision. In fact, I'm like legally blind without, without corrective lenses on some level. And it's awful. In fact, I've begged God to correct my vision so that I can see. I want to be able to see without assistance. And to this point, he's not saw, he has not seen fit to do that. And I believe that he can, I believe that he will. Um, but today, today is not that day. So I'm okay with that. What I, the bigger question I'm asking him for, I can deal with the, the obscurity in, in my seeing, in my sight. What I can't deal with is obscurity in where I'm going. And I think that's what Jesus was answering to these people in this day. Give me vision. Give me clarity so that I can see. And I think the, the twofold implication of this is just the intense determination to not give up until we have specific clarity in direction. It is better for you to refrain from moving. And I, I think this is found right here. You know, Jesus is like, okay, let me, let me go at this again. And it's not because he couldn't do it one time. It's that he's sending us a message. You need to stick with the process of healing or pursuing clarity in your vision until you get it. That's what the second nature of this was, the twofold element of, okay, I can see with obscurity, but now I need to see with clarity. And I think so many times, like in life and in business, we press into these like these angles of, okay, I think I need to move in this direction, but I'm not quite sure what I'm doing. And, and it, it becomes necessary to kind of pivot, you know, okay, we need to head in that direction. This is what he did. You know, the first time it says that he spits in the man's eyes, on his eyes, and he laid his hands on him. And then he goes at it from a different angle. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes, and he opened his eyes. 
and his sight was restored. He went on it from a different perspective. Let's try it from this perspective. Let's try it on this angle. You see, the, the direction that you're heading may not be wrong, but maybe you need to tweak it with this specific entity. And, you know, it, it becomes clear to me that, uh, um, you know, as we pursue life and business and momentum and movement and all those kind of things, that we think our first idea is the right idea. We think our first effort is the right one. Not to realize that it, if it becomes really, really difficult, if it becomes really hard, like you're pulling teeth to get this done, it's probably not the right angle. It's probably a time for you to, you know, you gave it some effort, you gave it some time. It's probably time for you to step back and say, you know what, I need to change this and come at this from a different angle. Let's tweak it and try again. Let's do some assessment. Let's ask some questions. Maybe the clients or the people that you're looking for or the life that you're trying to lead isn't going to be fleshed out in that manner. And so let's reposition and let's try again. For me, one of the ways that I've seen this is I operate these networks and one network I feel like is going really well and the other network is just struggling. And the, the other one that's struggling isn't, I've been pressing on that one farther or longer and more intently than this one. And yet this one is the one that's succeeding. So what what have I learned? I learned that maybe there's no field for this one. And so let's, instead of just forcing it, let's just let something go for a little while and emphasize the one that is working and there is traction, there is movement, and then come back to this at a different angle or a different perspective or a different time frame and press on this from a different angle. I am determined in my belief that... um uh, I think it's Matthew 11. This is going to be a this is going to be a whole sermon today, so just bear with me. But Matthew 11, 28 and 29, Jesus said, "Come to me, all of you who labor. Here you are. This is you, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light." Now, if what you are facing today is not easy and light, I don't think it's from the Lord. I think there's some things that we get into in life that has just become overwhelming and we're in the grind, the grittiness of the grind. And I get that there's some tough things in life that we get through. But if we fail to actually investigate and pursue the Lord with trust and confidence in who he is, I think we're going to try to power or grind our way through something that God's not blessing. And this is my take on this idea of vision. He wants to heal your vision. He wants to give you clarity and certainty. So much of your life is met with complexity and stress and overwhelm and overload. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way at all. Now, you all know that I spent the better part of my life at this point, my career, as a pastor. And so naturally, these pastoral components are going to come out of me from time to time. And if you're going to work with me, you're just going to have to deal with it. You're just going to have to suck it up. And uh, But I want you to know this. If you integrate a biblical principle into your life as you move forward, you will be met with a God promise that is worth its weight in gold. It will help you. It will guide you. It will uh, bless you and benefit you to no end if you stop and say, okay, God, give me clarity because I don't see clearly right now. I see in obscurity. I see people, but they look like trees walking. Don't settle for obscurity. Push for clarity. Wait around until it becomes clear. Do the things that you know to do. Stay with consistency. 
but don't forge forward to force something that is not clear. Wait for clarity. I think that is a super powerful moment that you need to press into, to sink into, and to really allow um, it to just reach the confines of your thinking, your mindset, because you will get clarity. It may take time, you, but you have to pursue it. You have to want it. You have to see it. Sometimes it takes someone else coming alongside of you and saying, hey, let me get you to clarity. There are so many people in our world today that you are fearful of, how do, you, how do I want to say this? The better part of our world culturally is only surviving. They are only on survival mode. They will not ever get past paycheck to paycheck. Not knowing that the whole world is filled with the abundance that you need to be able to thrive in your life. I believe that the Bible gives us that promise. I believe that, um, you know, where, where Jesus said, maybe it was Paul, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the fullness thereof. There is fullness in our universe, in our society, in our world. It's all there. It just needs to be taken, just needs to be claimed. And there's enough to go around. There's no need for fighting. There's no need for um, frustration, for fearful mentality. There's There's no need for any of that. There is enough in our world for you to have more than enough. And so we need to claim that. In fact, I used that with one of my clients last week. I said, you know, instead of fearfully trying to do all the work yourself, why don't you faithfully press into it and hire some subcontractors, knowing that they're excellency or their proficiency is in one field that you're not proficient in yet. So extend that gift to them and let them reap some benefit of some gold that you found, right? You got a job and it's gold to you. And so your proficiency is not in what they do. So let them do that. And you master the thing that only you could do. And you just take that piece of the pie and recognize and understand that there is more than enough to go around. We just need to find it. And how do we find it? We just stay consistent with our clear vision. Uh, back to my angle here. See, what happens is, is that frequently this happens to me is that someone will connect me, refer me to a potential client, and I'll meet together with them and I'll talk to them about clarity and vision. I'll do exactly this. I've done this a hundred times. And I'll go apart and take this person and we'll have lunch together, or breakfast or coffee, or we'll meet and we'll talk with we'll discovery call, something. And I will talk them through the implications of let's get some clarity. Let's get you unstuck from where you're at and to where you want to go next. And inevitably, there's one or two responses that happen. I need this. This is exactly what I need. But. And they stop short of actually getting clarity based to where they want to go. Listen, I want to I want to help you know this. This is so impactful. Don't miss this. It's probably the most important part of this whole podcast. This guy was never going to see unless a friend got him to Jesus. That's number one. Number two, the other point that he wasn't going to see, he was never going to see unless he wanted to see. He could have gotten up at any point and said, you know what? I'm cool with the trajectory of my life. I'm good with my blindness. Who would, who would answer that? And you're like, but that would be the dumbest thing ever. Exactly, but I need you to see yourself as potentially that blind person with obscurity and vision. You can't see. How can you get to see? You can get to see by asking for clarity and vision. 
and then being willing to follow through with the principles that are laid out for you in front of you. I get so much joy when a client comes back to me and they say, they take copious notes and they're feverishly there like writing and writing and writing and pursuing and pursuing. And they come back and they say, okay, Kevin, I did this, 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 and this. Now what? Right? And I'm able to like, all right, let's, let's take another layer of this off. Let's get a little bit more clarity. It's not that I have all the answers. It's not that I know all the direction. I'm not Jesus in the story. Good God, no. But I can help you get to clarity. And that's what we are all after. We're all after clarity and vision because clarity leads to confidence. Confidence leads to movement. Movement leads to like uh, velocity. And when, man, when velocity happens, it gets a lot of fun. I love the idea and the movement and the moment of our life when it seems like life is coming to us. In fact, I told somebody the other day, I said, I want to move so fast in life that it feels like life has to be like, hey, wait for me. Wait for me. You know, I feel like there's so many moments of our life that we're like, we're trying to like, you know, we don't, uh, what is the phrase? Um, There's more month at the end of your money. (laughs) I want to just, I want to live with such a, a ferocious intensity that it feels like life saying, Hey, wait, I, I got to catch up with you. I want to, I want to live like that because I feel like that's what the Lord gives us. This, this, this grace, this opportunity that we have. Well, Hey, thanks uh, for hanging out with me and listening to my sermon today. This has been fun. Um, as always, don't ever hesitate to let me know how I can help you, how I can encourage you along the way. Um, somebody took me up on this the other day. I was coming home from the Penn State football game on Saturday and uh, I got a phone call from one of my clients and he's like, man, I, I need some help. I need some, I need some clarity. I was like, let's talk, man. Let's talk for a while. Don't ever hesitate to let me know how I can help. Um, I'm here for you. I'm rooting for you. You've got this and we can do it together. Uh, we'll talk soon.